This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. We are talking to Mebaleka Mbete, who is the former National Assembly Speaker, or you would you know, recognize her, of course, from that profile, as well as a former Deputy President of the Republic of South Africa. Now, we're talking the importance of preserving our heritage knowledge hubs. Those look different. And the National Liberation Heritage Institute of South Africa has gone and categorized those, has gone and drawn strategic initiatives on what this preservation of our heritage is going to look like, has gone and put timelines on it. Um, and in fact, there's an annual symposium that uh, annual symposium that's taking place at the University of Johannesburg that is tomorrow. I'm going to hear, hear more about this. Please send in your questions. Please call in on 0861987000 about sites, about hubs, about aspects of our heritage that you feel very glued towards, that you feel should be should be preserved in one way or another, or those that you feel we have not gone or there has not been adequate effort from the government, from institutions that are held accountable for this preservation to do exactly so. And that's a conversation that we're having this evening. Mambaleka, good evening and thank you so much for joining us this evening. Good evening and good evening to the listeners. We appreciate your time once again. Mambalaka, let's go right into it. In terms of, I mean, we are, it's well ahead of heri- well ahead of Heritage Month in South Africa and therefore, you know, creating a bit more time to have this discussion. From the aspect of the National Liberation Heritage um, Institute of South Africa, what is their responsibility? What is the mandate? To start with, I think you've got to realize that this uh, NALISA, which is gathering tomorrow in a second symposium, is around the whole subject of liberation heritage. Mm. So it's very specific to the struggle for the liberation of South Africa. Sure. And therefore, those that uh, started this uh, NALISA are people emerging from the liberation struggle Mm. and used to be involved in different political formations, Mm -hmm. but have since come together, uh, regardless of the difference of party political formations and backgrounds Mm. they come from, and said, what is most critical for us Mm. is to preserve, is to preserve our story Mm. is for the liberation records to be looked after, to be preserved, and therefore for the future generations to have access to them, to therefore learn firsthand from those records what happened. Mm. Not be told by those who interpret not be told by those who think they understand or Mm. say they understand. So it is more to gather all the records and put them safely together and preserve them, digitize them Mm. to bring them up to speed with the where we are in terms of 4IR right now in the technological world that has developed to where we are. Mm. So that's what it's all about. 
it's it's not as far as where you are in terms of what I hear you raising. Mm. Uh, you are making assumptions. In fact, it has been working for three and a half years mm. on the basis of just volunteered time and energy by those that love the country, that are determined and have a passion for the preservation of the history of South Africa and keeping it uh, with integrity. Mm. Now let's let's and and I mean I I will go back to the parts around around uh, assumptions, but f- but first I just want to tap into as part of the preservation. One of I'll, I'll make a case study. So one of the the uh, there's a popular series that has been that's been made um, available or that's been publicized by by Multi Choice recently called Shagai Lemb, and it stirred it stirred conversation around the importance of addition of certain South African history into our curriculum. The the part of Nalisa or what Nalisa is doing in terms of the preservation are there are there plans or efforts into incorporating carefully incorporating some of it into into the curriculum of South Africa or the education system in South Africa such that really the preservation of it is and also an active conversation amongst our young people. Actually, the, what you are raising is a very important point because history is not taught. It's not readily available in the education system. There have been a committee that, um, in fact, under the Minister of uh, 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 what education, there are two ministries. Uh, basic, basic and higher. education, yes, mm-hmm. basic. Figuring out the whole question of history. History is critical mm. so that the younger people in society know their country, understand the challenges it has had, understand the realities and concrete facts and records about the past. Mm. So when, in fact, we met the other day in Africa Month on the 10th of May Mm. at Freedom Park, we had uh, 70% of the uh, audience being young people, and they were very surprised about the history they were hearing. Mm. And for me, that's unacceptable. You mm. know, other countries make sure their young people know the history of their countries. Why don't we teach our history? So mm. Nalisa feels that it is critical to keep the records so that even when there is a temptation to twist and distort, the record is actually there. Mm-hmm. Now, Mamba, like how far back in terms of the repository does it go? And when I ask that in particular, it, it really refers to earlier on, and, and as per the assumptions, um, I will admit to that that, that, that I made earlier on, well, right, some of these assumptions are really given birth by just the fact that we are such a diverse community. And part of how we tell our, you know, the, the story towards liberation and as part of the liberation story, some of us then sort of say as Motswana, you know, there's certain artifacts that are that are common or unique to me as a Motswana from a particular geography. Or someone will say oh, that I'm a, I, I lived in a, in a former Wuputatswana village. I spoke this, I did this, I did that. How far back and how wide does the repository look, you know, in, term, in recognition of the diversity of South Africans then into, you know, what, 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 what then became a liberation, um, I'll say, movement? Okay. 
the, the, the reality is the overwhelming, uh, most devastating uh, development in mm. our lives as Africans that derailed us, that distorted who we are, mm. that confused us, that damaged us mm. is colonization. Mm. So most definitely as far back as that. Mm. Mm. But what what, what records have been readily available are records that trace our history from the past decades. Of course, in the case of the African National Congress, Mm. we did even mark the 100 years that we had been alive at at the point of 2012. Mm -hmm. So the, the... feeling that we have, the passion that we have, is to go back to as far back as is necessary to remember the bravery, the courage Absolutely. of our people, in, including in those times when they did not write and therefore did not keep the kind of records from which we would be benefiting. But starting with what is easily accessible, let's start, digitize, Let's make it uh, easily accessible. Mm. Let's enrich the understanding of our society, in particular our younger generation, so that it can reach how we find solutions to challenges that we face. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back into and, and maybe we'll spend a bit of time here, Mambaleka, because there's some questions that are coming in from our, our social media, you know, with regards to the artifacts, the part of our, our, our heritage, such as language. So in terms of and, and I fully appreciate, you know, this being and it explicitly say it's a liberation heritage institute of South Africa and that the paint, the picture that you've painted so far. We saw a remarkable movement by the president the other day in terms of recognizing um, the signed language as as an official language in South Africa. You have communities, I may have mentioned a few early on, and there are far more, like Bapulana, people who speak Kelovedi as a language, and other languages that as a result of exactly what you've said, Mambaleka colonization, and then you almost like some people will go, first, uh, go as far as quoting it as laziness of, of grouping, you know, in the, in the way groupings were done, where some languages then belonged to dialects, or they were called dialects. Is there going to, do we expect or do smaller communities such as those then, you know, can expect some actionable items to say that we saw this particular language, sign language being recognized. Will there be an unbundling of languages that were regarded as dialect in future as part of the heritage preservation? You know, one of the members of uh, what we call the advisory council of the NALISA Yeah. is an elder from West Africa who has run for decades mm. in a center that specifically zooms into the whole area of language mm. and how colonizers have used language to mess us up, mm. split us up into what's in fact called dialects, whereas in fact, what it is, is, is the same language, but variations of uh, what is the actual spoken everyday language, mm-hmm. what you call dialects. And how it results in us not realizing that we can understand one another mm-hmm. much better in our African languages 
than we do in the colonial languages. Mm-hmm. I once listened to a story of people who had been delegations from different parliaments and they were meeting somewhere in West Africa, mm-hmm. in the Great Lakes, Great Lakes mm-hmm. in a conference. And there was this whole issue of francophone, uh, uh, lusophone, anglophone, you know, the whole preoccupation and arrangements for mm-hmm. people who can interpret. And how, in fact, those speakers at some point discovered that actually if they spoke their African languages, they could understand one another. Sure. Because even though some were more related to the Nguni and others were more related to the Sutu mm. a branch of the uh, African languages, actually they could figure out what they were saying to one another. Mm. But we are so preoccupied with the colonial languages that we are totally messed up and we believe in these many, many languages that exist on the African uh, continent when, in fact, at the center that I'm referring to, mm. uh, a Professor Kwesi Pra, he lives in Cape Town, he's from Ghana originally, but he's now South African, argues that we don't have many more, we don't even have as many as 20 different language routes around the, the African uh, continent. Sure. It's just that we were being divided. Mm. And one of the ways of dividing us was to make us believe that we don't understand each other. Mm. Mm. When in fact we can understand each other, it's just that when you when you believe that we all have these different languages and you mm. are so obsessed with it and you are so passionate about your language and you feel that the other person speaks a different language, you are made to see the other person as different from you mm. as opposed to really working more on that which brings us closer to one another. Mm. Liberation heritage should be about recognizing that the party political formations we branched out into Mm. are not a negation of the reality that what we were fighting about were our values, were our dignity, were about our rights, to the right, to, to the human rights that every mm. human being around the globe, mm. in fact, has and must enjoy. Mambalika, mm. 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 now you know it, it just just encapsulating part, another group in 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 South Africa then, and a question that's come up on our socials to say that you know the Khoi people have been camping outside of the Union buildings for years now, and they you know they form part of when we talk about the entire struggle all the way from colonization, as you rightfully so to say that it goes as far back as as you know six April sixteen fifty two or you know what that date was. Uh, and the question said, "What are we planning to do? To, what are, the question is, what are we planning to do to preserve the natives of this particular country? Uh, are we not erasing them because uh, this particular group and the sand hold the history of Southern Africa?" Personally, I'm with them. Yeah. In what their struggle is about. Yeah. Their right to dignity. 
But that's a government matter, and I'd rather not venture into it because I don't know the detail sure. of how government is handling it. So then I, I, I'd probably then back it up with a question to say, there for somebody who is listening who's not aware of the differentiator between Nalisa and the government, what, what's the separating factor there, Mambalek? The separating factor is Nalisa is family, not political. Nalisa are people who come from politics who are not in politics. Mm. Family, not. Mm. They might continue to belong to political formations. Like I am very family, a member of the ANC. I'll die one. But in Nalisa, Mm. I'm not a spokesperson for ANC. I'm not representing the ANC. And nobody comes there being uh, sent to speak on behalf of any political formation. Mm. We are there as people having that background, having that understanding and sensitization and having been brought up uh, to to be able to bring that flavor of politics. But we are in politics. Somebody just also raised an important one to say that, and there was, I suppose, a question to say, you know, there's awareness that this month marks the 60th, um, 60 years anniversary for the Ravonia trial, um, which is 1107-1963, which was the day the Lily's Leaf um, was raided. Are there any special mentions of, of this particular event, uh, Mambaleka, in this, in this preservation? There are mentions of, of anything very specific to any particular a part of the struggle, whether yeah. by political formation or whatever, but the information and that story is what we are here to preserve mm. and make sure that all these are available to future. All of these are in larger numbers. There at the National Heritage and Cultural Studies Center at Fort Hare. Mm. And Nalisa has been to Fort Hare twice formally since it started. Mm. And therefore is working with that uh, center, NAHEX, that's mm. what it is called, to preserve these records and in fact to make sure they are available for scholarship, they are accessible for people who want to write, and want to make sure they have the authentic records. Now, and I mean, I, th- I suppose that then another provocative one that's come in, Mamelega, to say that, you know, in, 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 in recognizing the, the, the struggle and the liberation um, heritage, there's also the recognition of its artifacts. You made mention earlier on to say that, you know, there's a preservation uh, process that are happening, including digitizing and so forth and so on, you know, things that are essentially then be able to accessible through through different types of technologies. And then there are questions that come up to say, from from where Nalisa is standing, we've had very con, uh, you know conversations over the last couple of years. For example, where there are conversations around the possible liquidation of the Mandela House, um, you know some historical items that people keep bringing up conversations about to say that this is how this particular mineral left the country to be to be to be gifted to a particular queen of a country or particular leader of a country. And the question really to say that. Are those artifacts ever going to be made mention of as part of the things that 
maybe we're taken away from South Africans or maybe things that we should still be taking care of and, and whoever that did not take care of did not take care of. Hence, conversations such as location, etc. Are those some of the contentious artifacts that we can expect discussion at the least around? Absolutely. Those issues are of great concern to us. Mm. Uh, the whole issue of the remains of a range of our forebears, of kings and uh, queens and mm. our people who were resisting the colonizers, uh, parts of whom, um, you remember that we just brought back, uh, and it was the, a, a specific project of uh, the former deputy minister of arts and culture at the time, yeah. uh, who's now an ambassador in Sweden, uh, Bridget Mabanja, Batman, yeah. who had been taken off mm. as a beautiful young uh, uh, Eastern Cape woman uh, to Europe and, and made a caricature there. Mm. Many Africans, and, and, and I congratulate the people of Namibia because there's a part, a community of Namibians that fought for the return of the heads of their uh, forefathers. And I think those kinds of things are yet matters arising from the past, which we must get to. But at the moment, the government, Department of uh, Arts and Culture has yeah. been having a program or has definitely been having uh, engagements and talking about policy and mm-hmm. approach towards those particular uh, challenges and, and historic moments that we are yet to tackle conclusively and, and definitely robustly. Mm-hmm. And I, I truly, truly, truly appreciate that. So let's, and then maybe towards our closing here, for the symposium in particular, uh, Ma, there are obviously conversations that are anticipated. Are you able to share some of the agenda items or some of the, the topics that would be unpacked? I wish I had the program in front of me. I have no hesitation to share with you that among people who will be joining us yes, is please. an elder uh, who comes from those on the continent that hosted us at a time when many South Africans from different political parties were Africa and inter uh, an elder Mze Butiku mm-hmm. board of the Mualimu Nyerere Foundation mm-hmm. will be addressing us. Okay. In, arrived only today mm-hmm. uh, and was in, in Soweto at some point and uh, I believe one of our trustees hosted him for lunch yeah. at the 1947 restaurant at, uh, and uh, Professor Landsberg will be opening uh, Professor Eddie Maluka who is the convener of the Historians Network of NALISA mm-hmm. because you see NALISA has always had this team of historians, mm-hmm. people who are looking uh, very carefully at history mm-hmm. and authenticity thereof. So we, we, we are going to be having a very interesting program. We will have uh, Ndate Mutimele, an archivist who will be 
sharing with us the policies and architecture mm. on archiving and digitization mm. of Nalisa, of the existence of Nalisa, are mm. the records. What is the story? What is the material that we have at Fort Hare from different political formations that uh, have been part and parcel of the struggle for liberation? Mm. So those are some of uh, the, 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 and in fact, for me, of interest is Dr. Tozama April from also NAHEX, mm-hmm. uh, who is going to be talking about whether it exists. Mm. It, so there'll be very interesting uh, subject areas. The Ndate Butiku from the board of directors of the Mwali Munyerere Foundation will be archives for a united Pan-African collaboration, mm. breaking the vestiges of colonial occupation mm. and triumph against apartheid, mm. the case of an African conquest. Sure. This is this is quite exciting for any for any student of history. Um and anybody yeah. who really finds joy in learning how we got to where we are. Mambalaka, I can't thank you enough for your time this this evening. In fact, you know, we're sitting here with our notes also just trying to sort of group together and we hope that we can catch up with you or any members of your team really post this particular symposium on the notes that were taken and some of the actionable items that will come forth from there on. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you very much to the uh, attention. We appreciate you. That is Mambale Gambete there, who is the former National Assembly Speaker and former Deputy President of South Africa. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.